0: Welcome back to the Midlife Muscle Podcast. I'm Joey Atlas, and today's great guest is Shakira Batten. Welcome, Hi. Shakira.
1: Welcome. Good, good
0: to have you here.
1: It's my pleasure. Yeah,
0: thank you. So if you're on audio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, one of the other players, you're going to want to come check us out, just like I told you the last bunch of times, on video. You could take the shortcut link. Midlife Muscle Podcast.com is going to take you right to the video channel on YouTube where all the videos are hosted. The audios go out to the audio feeds, but this is a visual video podcast. So come check us out at Midlife dot com. Uh, while we're getting into this here, Shakira, um, I know you've seen at least a few previous episodes. Mm-hmm. At some point, we're going to go deep, like, because part of why I'm doing this is to help various viewers understand that we all have challenges in life, right? Of all different types. We've all had our ups and downs, our peaks and valleys. I've been there, you've been there, everybody on here has been there. Um, And so that's really what inspires both total newcomers to fitness and people who are kind of like on again, off again, right? Like we're all gonna have challenges, but we have to find the discipline, develop the discipline and get the inspiration to overcome those, stay on track, yeah. because it only makes other peaks and valleys that much easier to handle. That's right. right so we're going to be going deep with Shakira. All right, we're going to go into the backstory and you're going to want to stay tuned for that. You're also going to want to stay tuned for who she's going to nominate, <laughs> right? Yeah. She's supposedly got a big question for me. I do. Based on doing her own research and checking out past podcasts. (laughs) And then we're going to share her social media channel and possibly a special website, right? Maybe? Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. All right. So let's get right into it. What I would like you to do is uh, just do a brief three, four, five sentence simple intro for like the stranger who first meets you. Who is this lady, Shakira? Age... uh, marital status momhood status just give us the brief summary
1: i am 37 years old i am happily seven and a half years married to my husband dave batten i'm a mom to two wonderful rowdy energetic little boys two two they are 18 months apart they are four and five years old okay grayson and maddox god bless me they are (laughs) crazy um I am an entrepreneur. I am an empath.
2: Mm.
1: Um, I am a therapist, yeah. I am a makeup artist. Love it. I am a believer. Yeah. Um, and I'm like your ultimate hype girl. Like that, I feel like, is my superpower. It's my love language. Mm-hmm. And it's my passion. If, if I'm not helping somebody, I feel like I don't have purpose. Right. So that's Understood. very important. That's
0: part me. of the empath wiring that we have. Right. Are
1: you an empath as well? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> I've totally got your vibes. Like even before Brett introduced us, <laughs> like I guess tell, all right, like we're going to be talking at some point. I can just tell like it's, uh, it's the one feeling. of those in- intuitive things mm-hmm. I was telling you about. It's part of the gift. Um, so if you watched Brett's episode a few weeks ago, she, she nominated three people. One of them is Shakira. So the funny thing is, like, I can't keep up with everybody. So I'm in the gym a couple of days later. You guys were hugging either hello or goodbye. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, we should get Shakira on. Brett's like, I, this is one of the people I nominated. Yes. That's the day we started talking.
1: Yeah. And I was like, are. hey, I'm ready. Let's <laughs> right. go.
0: <laughs> right. So here we are. Awesome. Okay. So let's go, uh, let's go back to your childhood. Where were you born and where were you raised?
1: I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and I was there until I graduated high school. Um,
0: which part of Dallas?
1: Uh, Garland specifically Rowlett high school is where I graduated. But, um, if you're from Texas, it's like the smallest big city. Like Mm. it's not like here in Jacksonville where everybody kind of sticks to their area Mm. or like doesn't cross the bridge. It's like Rowlett, Rockwall, Garland, like you'll be in three cities in, in, in one day. Like right. that's just how it is at home. Right, right.
0: <laughs> that's where the, uh, the distribution company, that's my distribution partner. They take care of sending out the orders from
1: uh, Texas, Allen
0: Plano. San Allen Plano. Yeah, that area.
1: My distribution's in Mesquite.
0: Very cool. All <laughs> right. I love it. So Dallas.
1: All my family is still there too.
0: They're all still there.
1: Everybody's there. Okay. It's part of the reason why I moved.
0: All right, so so let's <laughs> let's let's slowly fast forward to how you ended up in Jacksonville from Dallas.
1: So um, my high school sweetheart um, was a plant manager there, and he got a big promotion. They wanted him to move up here and take a plant, probably because he was young and had the least amount of strings. Right. Um, and I followed him. I think primarily in the back of my mind. M- I didn't have a great upbringing. My family was really messy, dirty, a lot of bad, hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And being an empath, I, I knew that if I lived in the same city, I, I would never be able to function mm. regularly or take care of myself because I was always trying to help everybody else. Right. So I think somewhere inside of me, it was just an out
0: mm-hmm. for
1: me to separate myself.
0: Right, how many years ago was that?
1: 2005.
0: 2005. So mm-hmm. almost 20 years ago. A long time. Yeah, 19 nice years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that means
1: my 20-year reunion's coming up soon.
0: It is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So if I remember right, you're at least half Italian, right? Mm-hmm. Cassio was the maiden name? Yes. All right. So are you full Italian or half Italian, part Sicilian? What is it?
1: Um, my dad's Italian, and that's about all I know.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So, None of my
1: family is close with any of my family. So I don't know much about mm, lineage, okay. much past my, my parents.
0: Okay. So so now we're getting somewhere, though. When you say messy, do you mean emotionally messy? Uh,
1: Drugs, right. alcohol.
0: Okay. So um, that's the surroundings you grew up in.
1: hmm And I think my mom and my dad both have a lot of generational curses yes i think they have a lot of red light stories and Mm. healing that Mm. they never did
3: understood i
1: don't think that they loved themselves right and i think they were very lost Mm -hmm. god is amazing and he put a village around my sister and i literally and i think one
0: sibling sister
1: uh i have a total of three siblings. There's okay. a total of four kids. Okay. But my sister, my younger sister, we have the same mom and the same dad. So mm. we were raised together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a village around us. And I think that's how we ended up doing so well. Who,
0: who were some of those people in that village?
1: Um, one of them was my godmother, Kina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kina was my mom's one of my mom's best friends growing up. Uh, they are no longer close because there's so much going on with my mom. Like You have to separate Understood. yourself from it. But she's always stayed in mine and my sister's lives. Uh, she still comes to vi- – she just left town. She was here visiting me oh, and my nice. kids. Uh, I mean, there was times where we didn't have underwear. We didn't mm. have clothes. Mm. And and she would just take us to buy wow. the essentials, yeah. you know, that we needed. There mm. was times where home was such – so bad, I just had to leave. I had to leave. I had to have somewhere to go mm. to just – be able to relax or calm down. Right. And so I, I would run away to her house. She was my safe haven.
0: What age range were you around?
1: High school. Then,
0: high school, so teenager, mm-hmm. going and through then, that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And then my um, a guy that I dated um, for my freshman year up to my senior year, um, his mom was a teacher and his dad was a sheriff. And I spent a lot of time over there. I was mm-hmm. in drill team all mm-hmm. through high school. His big sister was in drill team, mm. you know, he was in baseball. So it was a very wholesome Christian family. And I spent a lot of time with them. They they fed us, my sister would come over, they would take care of her. You know, they were both, those two families were just very stable, consistent. I mean, we, we, they're still family today. Right,
0: right. <laughs> so um, you said Christian. W- was there any semblance of... Uh, any kind of religion in your immediate family
1: my god uh my grandmother right my mom's mom she was a beautiful woman i mean um gone with the wind Mm. that main character was like my grandma okay Mm. she was always just beautiful i mean wore her hose in the hot tub Mm -hmm. i mean a beautiful classy lady and she just loved Jesus. She was in every church group there was. Mm -hmm. When I was a little girl, she would take me to like nursing homes and she would have me pray over people. Mm -hmm. And I think I was too young to know it then, looking back now, I didn't understand why she had me go pray over people but she told me very young, there's a light, Yeah, there's a light in you Shakira. And um, my name, actually, I have a name plaque that she got for me. And my name means in Hebrew, the noble one of light. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any coincidences there. No. So she was the one that would um, put me in church camp, and you know, in the summer, and took mm-hmm. me to VPK right. and Vacation Bible School. And so she put that foundation in me for sure.
0: Okay, and that uh, I'm supposing that didn't fall through to your family the whole family just did your sister pick up on on it as well or not until later
1: not at all my mom is also um a believer very Mm -hmm. much believer she wasn't like really good at like being consistent and like prayers or teaching me about like the walk or you know anything but she was a christian um and honestly i think because of my mom being a christian and raising us with christian values it turned my sister off Mm. because she saw how messy my mom was. And so she judged religion by unfortunately my mom. And so Mm. my younger sister doesn't care for it.
0: Understood. Okay. That's unfortunate.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Good stuff. So, so fast forward, your high school sweetheart gets transferred here to Jax. Mm-hmm. You go because it's an opportunity for you to separate yourself from the messiness of the family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And um, how how was your first phase of life here in Jax?
1: Oh, it was hard. So <laughs> this is before your cell phones had like screens and GPS. Like the coolest phone at this point was the Blackberry, right?
2: right?
1: (laughs) Well, in Texas, when you're on a highway, any highway, if you're on a wrong exit, you can just pop around and get back on. Yeah. Well, I move here, you know, we don't have (laughs) GPS and you take a wrong turn and and you're in another state. Right. Okay, like when I moved here, I lived on the north side of Jacksonville, like on Brand Road, okay, and so, I remember getting lost in Georgia, mm-hmm. and like, what do you do at right. the time? My uh, boyfriend that I moved here with—he uh, worked in a, a plant. He was a plant manager, and so I would pull over somewhere, and mm-hmm. I would call him, and he would pull up MapQuest on his computer wow. to get me home. Like, Man,
0: twenty years. There you go. Like, <laughs> that,
1: that tells you how long ago. Yeah. How long ago it was. So that was very interesting and hard. I and prior to moving here i was a dental assistant that's Mm -hmm. what i did right out of high school Um, but florida doesn't accept any of texas's certifications or anything so it it was like i had nothing to fall on Mm -hmm. so i became a waitress Mm
0: -hmm. okay (laughs) gotta do what you gotta do
1: gotta do what you gotta do
0: okay so you're waitressing um how long did the relationship last when you got here
1: um, about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a wonderful person, and it was very difficult for us to leave. But there was a lot of things. We were very young, and there was just a lot of things that happened. A lot of growing up, he was sure. a few years older than me, so we were in different phases. And and it was like we were trying to make it work, and and it, and it just wasn't. And right. it was really, really difficult for us to accept that. Mm-hmm. But we did. Um, I moved out, which was very terrifying. Mm-hmm. Didn't make very much money yeah. where I was waitressing, um, which was at Ruby Tuesdays on airport road. Oh, wow. Um, and so at that time I became a Hooters girl
3: okay.
1: <laughs> because they made a lot more money. Right. And, um, as a Hooters girl, it's not like a regular restaurant where you have sections and you mm. only have so many tables there you get whatever person you pull to your table Mm. and I could hustle. So I would, I would go to the double doors between like the, the two doors and I would stop people driving Mm -hmm. in and parking and I would make sure I would grab them and I would keep my section full and I would make my money and I would get out of there.
0: (laughs) Okay. You worked it.
1: I worked it. Yeah. All (laughs) right.
0: So good stuff. Now, when did you first start getting into fitness?
1: So I've always somewhat been into fitness. So growing up all through high school, my dad had a boat and um, at the lake that we were on, um, each slip, they had like a room built. So Mm -hmm. you would leave and you'd go down Friday and you wouldn't come home till Sunday night. They were air conditioned and they were heated. You know, we we would live down there for the Mm -hmm. weekend. Um, (laughs) Here's one of the wonderful parenting hacks that I grew up with. Um, my dad liked pretty girls Uh on the boats and so he would have me and my sister, he would buy us like matching bikinis and like before he would like pull up to like the cove, he would have us get on the front of the boat and like start wiping it down and he would like, you know, stand up behind the boat like, yeah, I got these chicks and (laughs) me being the people pleaser and wanting daddy's attention, I learned that's how I got his attention. Um, so he also had a rule that if you were of a certain weight then you had to wear a life jacket upside down wow so at a very early age i was very body conscious Mm. very body conscious um so i worked out with turbo jam videos this is like before beach body okay like i still have my dvds okay <laughs> with uh chalene johnson okay yep. i could tell you every song mm-hmm. and i honestly i did those from high school all through through both of my pregnancies and afterwards wow. that was all i knew right. about fitness outside of so you're doing stuff dance.
0: mostly at home mm-hmm. wherever you everything were. at home right mm-hmm. okay. and
1: then whenever the only nutrition that I knew about at all was what came in that little fold out, <laughs> you know,
0: right, right. whatever little meal, the yeah, little bone, the bonus cards,
1: whatever they had in the bonus cards. That was all I knew about eating. And that was all I knew about fitness for most of my life.
0: <laughs> okay. That's a, a lot more than most people get exposed to at that stage of life. But everybody has a, a you know, their story of the start. How did how did it first start? So from there, how did how did it evolve from that phase of life forward
1: so fast forward um i got married and divorced um not to the high school sweetheart that didn't work out i left uh met somebody else
0: here in jackson Mm -hmm. met somebody
1: here in jacksonville um i used to latin dance i love dancing and back then there was um, like Tuesday nights was like Latin dance at this Mm. club. So I would go and it was just a very social thing. Mm. And it was so much fun. That community is amazing. Um, And that's where I met my first husband. Um, And we were married from, I got married at like 22. And I was married to like 26. Uh, We met dancing. He invited me to church. We got engaged on a missions trip. Wow. It was, you know, we waited till we were married, mm-hmm. you know, to, right. to, to be together. I mean, it, it, was, it was everything that I thought it was supposed to be, everything that I had saved myself wow. for, all, all the things. Right. Um, I heard God tell me to marry Him, which was the crazy thing. I heard it, I knew it was coming and yeah. I had so much peace about it. In that time that we were dating, I got saved, which is the first time I felt like I radically, mm-hmm. in person, met God, right? Um, and at that time, I had uh, anorexia and bulimia, mm-hmm. and God.
0: Help remind us of the age when, when you were dealing with anorexia, bulimia, um,
1: bulimia. From about 19 to 22, I think it was a control thing. It was something in my life that I learned that I could control that mm-hmm. made me feel like I had some kind of power. And so you did it amongst the chaos right, yeah right um working at hooters did not help sure by any means um and i was very poor so right. i couldn't really afford mm-hmm. much food mm-hmm. so that <laughs> was another contributor right. so i met this guy we're going to church um we go to this this church camp this revival and i hear from god audibly like like i, I at see, the revival yes i see him i feel him i'm on my hands and knees on the ground during a big praise and worship service and like the room is black and i see like this light in front of me and, and i'm like hearing him and then somebody comes up to me and puts their hand on my back don't know who they are don't know what they look like but i hear this person this woman she's got her hand on my back and she's telling me all about my life god told me to come over here and talk to you he told me that you suffer from anorexia and bulimia you were healed from that i mean just I remember, you know, there was just tears and it was just amazing. And I came home and I quit Hooters. I was like, that just doesn't align anymore. And I started working at the Cheesecake Factory where we wore a tie. And it was my Christian tie. (laughs) And I was in 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 my happy little like clean bubble. Like I was terrified to talk to anybody or do anything because I felt so clean Mm. and so wholesome. And and it was in that little bubble that I I got married to this guy in the church and then everything fell apart.
0: How did it fall apart?
1: His parents started fighting. They got a divorce. He started drinking. I, I think some, a spirit overcame him mm-hmm. and he changed. He was violent, physically violent. He was drunk. He was going outside of the marriage. Mm. It was terrifying. It was awful. It was scary. Mm-hmm. And I just kept saying, I said, for better or worse, Right. I thought I was supposed to stay with him. Like, like God gave me to you to, to to save you. And it took a lot of counsel from the church and and friends to show me this is not the life mm-hmm. that God wanted you for. Mm-hmm. Now, an amazing part of that story is uh, I used to work at PHH. My ex-husband got a job there. His mom, his dad, and me, the whole family got a job there, okay? Right. Uh,
0: what's PHH?
1: PHH was a mortgage company right. that was around for a really long mm-hmm. time. Um, I was, uh, in the construction mortgage side of it. And that is where I met my now husband, David, Dave. Yes. So my ex-husband and my now husband used to work at a desk facing really? each other. Like <laughs> I never noticed my husband. My husband noticed me going to mm-hmm. my ex's desk all the time. And he was like, I every day, I was like, how did he get her? And um, it was my ex-husband just up and left, just disappeared, just left me, like gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, after a few months, I took my wedding ring off. His family mm-hmm. just like blocked me like it was just just gone, just ripped away from me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I finally realized he wasn't coming back, and I took my wedding ring off. And it was the, the week that I took my wedding ring off that my now husband walked up to my desk, and he was like, hey... I was like hey (laughs) he was like are you married and i'm like no he was like okay Uh all right have a good day and he walked away and he started (laughs) iming me and he never stopped he was very (laughs) persistent
0: (laughs) that's so good all right so when you took the ring off i mean like what was the when did you guys file for divorce how did that work
1: That's a funny story. Uh, So uh, about six months after my now husband and I were dating, he was talking to me about wanting to get married and Mm -hmm. wanting to look at rings. Well, we had to find my ex-husband. Right. So we had to- Because you weren't divorced yet. I wasn't divorced yet. He disappeared. We had to hire a private investigator um, and you have to put things in the newspaper. There's like all these things that you have to do. Um, so that
0: if he's not found and doesn't show up, you can somehow still get divorced. Okay. But
1: there's like all these hoops that you have to go through, like hiring a private investigator, putting it in Mm -hmm. a newspaper, like all kinds of craziness. Yes. Yeah. It was crazy. So through the grapevine, our investigator found out that, uh, Mike's husband needed some kind of surgery. And so we were able to contact his father and my now husband said, we will pay you two thousand dollars that you need for this surgery if you come home and sign these papers so he came back uh, my husband we didn't have any kids or anything made my mm. ex so uh, my husband printed off the paperwork he filled it all out he met my ex in a parking lot he was like sign here sign here sign here here you go and he went and filed the papers <laughs> wow <that's laughs>
0: it was like good. now i
1: can have her she is mine i can uh-huh. marry her now
0: <laughs> that's classic
1: Prince Charming.
0: Were you surprised about that whole unfolding?
1: Oh, every single bit of it was just shocking. My, my now husband is a a very beautiful man. Uh, When I I met him, I mean, he was the number one top consultant at the, at the place that we worked. He Mm -hmm. drove a nice car. I mean, I I came from nothing. Mm -hmm. I was like, why why do you want me? (laughs) I, I'm this, sad girl from texas with a potty mouth like why, <laughs> <laughs> why do you want me i i, I didn't go to college I'm, I'm not college educated i was like i i, I don't have anything for you and he's like i knew from the day our first date you were the one
0: mm. nice <laughs> what's the age difference is there an age difference between you guys 10 years 10 that's nothing
1: <laughs> that's
0: like normal
1: these days yeah Yeah, it is my first husband was younger than me by three years wow yeah okay so i decided to go with somebody who had their stuff together
0: yeah well good move that's why the 10 years is normal Mm -hmm. guys 10 years older have that extra maturity life experience evolution uh, a little more heart yeah good stuff all right i look forward to meeting david eventually He's, he's wonderful sounds like it all right, so let's, let's dig deeper into the fitness. What does your current training, now you're not, well, maybe you do some fitness at home or? or
1: so, um, no, after baby it's number. It's all at the th- gym. Uh, it's all at the gym now. Okay. So after baby number two, um, I had weight that just wasn't coming off with, with the knowledge that I had, uh, right? For
0: context, let's let the viewers know what's your official height.
1: Height, <laughs> Wait, I am five foot, not one, <laughs> almost one. So I'm
0: a little taller than you. A little <laughs> taller than me.
1: Um, I'm 120 pounds. Right. Um, and per my last body scan, I was about 20 percent body fat.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: We tracked that avidly. Oh yeah. So after baby number two, I I needed help, and so I started doing a program that a girlfriend of mine had done called the faster way. Mm -hmm. And that's where I learned about macros and proteins Mm -hmm. and intermittent fasting. And man, I thought I was like really smart, right? Like I had it, I knew some things, but I realized I only knew enough to be dangerous Mm -hmm. in all honesty. You know, um, after my initial period was over, I went back to the default in my brain, which was, Oh, I need to lower the calories and and I need to cut the carbs yeah, and old
0: programming.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I need to go higher protein, you know. And then even then, every meal I was like, "How much of this can I not eat and be okay?" Like right. there was still
0: right. it's dysfunctional.
1: Yeah, and I was fighting it because I'm like, I'm I'm a mom. I I need energy. Mm-hmm. I I want to be strong. Um, and and I would I would starve and, starve and starve and starve and starve and cut, and I would get where I looked, you know what I thought was like really skinny and lean, no. and it wasn't sustainable. And then I would binge, mm-hmm. and I've done that through a lot of my life. There's a lot of really hard, crazy trials mm-hmm. that I've gone through. It, and I and I see how the eating goes oh, with yeah. it. It's, it's a power, right. and I'm in control. And then when I lose control, I lose control over everything. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm all in, and mm-hmm. everything I do, I'm either all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was a very vicious cycle and now I, so fast forward, one of my good friends, Mila, I met her when I did F45 for a while, I met her there and she had this transformation that she posted, 45 days. Mm -hmm. And it was insane. She had these muscles and her back came in and her waist and she was posting all this food. I was like, she's eating all this food and she's eating carbs. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's what I want. I want to heal my relationship with food. Right. I, I want to be strong and I want to be healthy.
0: Now, what age were you saying this to yourself? Late 30s, early the, 40s?
1: I had oh, yeah, like right. 34, so 35.
0: All right, so a couple of years ago. 35, yeah. Just a few years ago. So you've Very been battling recently. the food dysfunctionalities and the codependencies Always. and the issues for life almost. Always, for life. Right? Only in the last couple of years you started getting it under control. Mm-hmm. And reasonable.
1: Yep. After my second son um that COVID hit right, right whenever I had him. Um and I lost my job. Mm-hmm. With the first one, I think it was a lot easier because I went back to work afterwards mm-hmm. and it gave me something to focus on. I had right. purpose, right? I had all those things.
0: Structuring your day. <laughs> Structure.
1: The mm-hmm. daycare, honestly, I knew nothing about a baby, but the daycare set the first one up on the schedule. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was very easy. Um, second one hit so soon and then I lost my job and I remember around that 6 month postpartum mark I I just didn't know who I was. Mm. I I my husband was noticing I just I I was like sad or angry, like like my light wasn't there, you know? Mm-hmm. I just I just felt empty. I just needed something. My
0: spirit I, was was almost gone.
1: Yes. Yeah yes and and i felt so bad like you're not supposed to talk about that mm. how lucky am i that i'm a stay-at-home mom with my baby and, and and i'm able to nurse him and everybody's like oh you're so lucky and and i felt terrified and scared and mm. lost and nobody's supposed to talk about that and so in that moment i started a a, a facebook group where um, I was teaching women how to do their hair. Mm-hmm. I hated my hair at the point. I had really bad postpartum hair loss. Probably from deficiency in dieting and right. babies and all the things. And I was doing these fun hairstyles to make me feel better. And so I thought I would share them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's when um, I found a friend of mine who sold the hair products that I currently use. And um, I joined for a discount. Right. Right. And little did i know that that was going to lead to purpose Mm -hmm. i learned about mindset and in in the training of of how to make that business successful they teach you about mindset Mm -hmm. and that's when i started listening um, to podcasts for Mm -hmm. the first time Mm -hmm. ed milette is one of my favorites tony robin tony robbins Mm -hmm. one of my favorites um and they also said, you know, you need a pillar. You need something else. You know, you don't just want to be the product. You are right. a person. Who are you? What are your pillars? What do you stand for? And at that point, I was like, fitness mm-hmm. is going to be good for me. And I'm going to share my journey coming out of postpartum um, and my faith. Right. And that's usually the things that I always turn to, right? Mm-hmm. Every, after everything got all oh, messy, right. I would always go back to my fitness and my faith. Fast forward, watching Mila do what she did, that's when I started searching for a trainer. Mm -hmm. And that's when I found um, David, my trainer at the gym. And my first conversation with him was, I wanna heal my relationship with food. Mm -hmm. I wanna heal my body. I wanna nourish it and I need your help. I need your help to do that. Mm -hmm. And I found out that uh, in that conversation, he was telling me that his mom was like a nutritionist that worked with like healing anxiety and things mm-hmm. like that through food, like food was medicine. Yep. And I was like, you're my guy. Right. I talked to a bunch of trainers and stuff. I was like, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, and I found out that he was a Christian. Nice. Um, and I found out that he was expecting his second baby. So knowing that he had a wife who had two babies mm-hmm. and you know, I just knew even as a man, he- I'd
0: Still be able to relate.
1: He would be able to relate. He knew- he would know what I needed and he would mm-hmm. help me repair this problem with food. And at this point, I have never stepped into a gym in my life. I knew nothing <laughs> about weights at all. Right. So I had to have a trainer because I had no idea what to do. Yeah. So again, I'm all or nothing. Let's yep. do it. I'm yep. in. And so the gym
0: was. is relatively new to you.
1: December 2022 was my first time in a gym. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is good. Yeah.
0: Very cool. And my
1: first year, um, even though David was local, I never met him. mm -hmm. My first year was all online, Mm -hmm. like while I was training my movements. You know, I would videotape them and send them to him and Mm -hmm. and he would critique me. And I feel like the whole first year was just learning. Mm -hmm. It was... Learning form, you know, right. there's so much form. What you see everybody doing is all wrong. Yes. Everything you know about nutrition is wrong.
0: Yeah, this that's a, <laughs> an episode for another day. But there's so much garbage being so just slapped up all over Everywhere. the socials, all the video channels, yeah. TikTok, YouTube, Insta, you name it. Yeah. Um, it's I, bad you know i used to get really upset but i'm like i can't control it but i could i could put good stuff out there and yes. bring good people on to yes. share these kinds of stories to let others know all right so there's a there is a difference mm-hmm. between good stuff and not so good stuff mm-hmm. and then teaching them how to discern right what to pay attention to and what to just ignore right that's really where the help for these people comes we in. we got to so be the this light is, this is really good stuff yes we got to be the light yes
1: um I was very inflamed. There was a lot of inflammation, a lot of addiction to caffeine and medications and all Mm. kinds of things. And so for a long time, I was like, but when am I going to see the result? You know, like I saw Mila and in 45 days, she went from (laughs) this to this, you know, I'm two months in, I'm three months in. And he was like, I can't speak to anybody else or what they did, but we're working on healing you. Right now. Yeah. Um, and, it's a and, long-term view. Yeah. And he's very... He taught me about whole foods. Never had I ever bought a whole food or organic anything in my life. Wow. I thought it was a waste of money. Uh. Now everything is grass-fed, organic, farm fish, like shopping on the outside of the stores. Right. Like I'm very picky. I mm-hmm. noticed a difference immediately when he had me start, yeah. start eating differently.
0: Not surprised at all.
1: And then there was trials and tribulations that happened in that first year and he was so much more than writing my workout plan he was so much more than my nutritionist it was self-sabotaging it was Shakira why haven't heard from you what you know where are you at where where's your Mm check-in and I'm like I binged this week I feel awful I feel sick I don't want to come to the gym I, I don't want to be seen and he would he would talk me out of it you know come in you got to keep mm-hmm. going, you know. Like and and he would speak life into me, and right. and I would get these emails, and you know they would have. I mean, it was just such, such a positive thing. Yeah. And then about six months ago, it was about August last year. I lost a really close friend, and it hurt. It still hurts. And I fell real hard. And. I turned to God, of course, mm-hmm. and I had, I felt like I destroyed all this work that David and I had done, you know, and my husband was like, okay, Shakira, at the end of the year, you know, we, we need to make some cuts and, you know, we're going to cut your trainer. He's like, you've been with him for a year. You've You've got plenty of meal plans from him. You've got plenty of workout programs. You mm-hmm. can do this on yourself without him. And I said, okay, well, if you're only gonna give me to the end of the year, then I need to go to that gym. Mm-hmm. I need to go to that gym where he's at every day and I'm going all in.
3: Right.
1: I'm going 100% in and I did. And that 90 days transformed my life. I'm a different person. Mm-hmm. Physically, I can look in the mirror for the first time in my life and not not have anything negative to say. I can speak positively about myself. Right. I see myself positively. I'm comfortable in what I wear mentally, emotionally, and spiritually following this meal plan exactly, nothing more, nothing less. It was such an emotional and mental ride, way more than the physical. Right. Everybody sees yes, the physical. Of course. But they just have no idea emotionally, mentally, and spiritually mm-hmm. what that was like. Right to get there. And I didn't hit my goal. So my goal was 18% body fat. Mm -hmm. That's this magic goal that I have in my mind. But what I learned, I think I made it to 19% at the end of the 90 days. What I learned was all that does is it's like, it's like a GPS. It's just setting a coordinate,
0: right? Gives you direction,
1: gives you direction. That's, you know, that based what our plan was on, how much cardio we did, how much weight training we did, you know, how I ate, All of that was based on this plan Mm -hmm. and i'm so glad that they do the body scans there because i needed to see the difference because can i tell you the weight on the scale did not change forever
0: and that's okay because your body composition can change even though your weight doesn't change and i
1: saw it yes the first time i scanned with him halfway through and there wasn't a whole lot of weight difference and he already like i like he immediately went to like coach me thinking I was gonna be devastated because I didn't see what I wanted to see. Right. And I cried, <laughs> and I jumped for joy. I was like, I gained five pounds of muscle? Yeah. Never have I ever, I mean the little chart went like right. this, and my body fat went down, I could see the pounds of fat that came off and the muscle, even though the weight didn't change. Yeah. Mind-blowing. It's a big
0: mind shift. I, I have remote coaching clients and I've had cases like this for years, especially with women, not to, not so much guys, but women with this weight issue, this weight focus, to teach them the body composition element and how that's the, actually the most important factor. Forget the, the weight number on the scale. You're looking at something that's totally confusing mm-hmm. you and distracting you and making you see it's the crap. wrong thing and it's think, think the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Right? Your body composition is where all the magic and the truth is. Because yeah. right? I can have a woman gain weight And she'll be like kind of confused, almost mad. Yeah. And then she'll say, however, I look better. Yeah. And my my clothes clothes fit better. Yes. Hello. It's crazy.
1: (laughs) It's like magic. It's like a magic trick. My brain is so hardwired the wrong way. It's still hard for me to understand what I'm experiencing. Yes.
0: And so, and with that in mind, there are still millions and millions of not just women, but men who have to understand this body composition factor. It's
3: so important. Weight
0: is a dysfunctional focal point uh, that's, that was produced by culture and society mm. and is still ingrained in so many people and handed down to you from the previous generation that you have to realize it does you no good to focus on your weight, to get on a scale It's only going to show you the weight number, your body composition, what your weight is made of mm-hmm. is where, where all the difference Everything. lies. That's what you have to focus on. That has to be, that's where your diagnostics have to come from.
1: And I think seeing those numbers on paper, where literally, because they used to scan at F45, and so I had my first scan, you know, was a few years back, to see over the course of three, four years, my weight at 122 with 38% body fat, and then my weight at 122 Mm -hmm. at 19% body fat, that the but scale can different people. two completely two different people. Different people. Right. I call it skinny fat. That's right. what I was yep. before. Yep. I was skinny fat. It's a
0: huge problem out there because so many women just losing weight and guys too, yet they look in the mirror like, I just lost, you know, whatever, 22 and a half pounds. I look even worse now. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's body composition. If you're not building up all the lean tissue, building that structure, Developing yourself aesthetically in addition to all the health numbers, yeah. you're always going to be unhappy looking in the mirror regardless of your weight, I remember, especially when naked. Yeah,
1: I remember my uh, first vacation that I went on last year. Um, at that point, I'd been with David probably seven months. Um, never on a vacation, never in a swimsuit did I eat carbs. I did everything within my power to not <laughs> eat in a swimsuit. Okay? Okay. This last vacation with my husband and I, not only did I eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, I, I was having, I, I ate the whole hamburger and french fry <laughs> and all my husband's looking at me with the, like amazed and I'm like wolfing down this food and I came home and I weighed less than I did when I left because we revved up my metabolism right. and it ate everything right. I put in it. And even then, your body I was eating less di- than I do at home. Your body works
0: like, differently now.
1: It was amazing. I was like, I got home and I was like, David, <laughs> I still look great. I didn't gain weight. So and I how, had carbs.
0: How, how awesome of a victory is that? Because that changes your whole like, relationship mm-hmm. with food. And when, when that changes, your days change. Everything. Like, Everything. Like, the way you see everything, right? You're, you're. I call it food anxiety yeah. with clients. Like we got to get rid of the food anxiety because that's 24/7. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't be living like that, mm-hmm. right? And so you're a perfect example of how that gets fixed, dealt with, and done with. Yeah. And it's possible. Now I say this, we share the story because anybody tuning in right now, ladies, guys, you have to know and see that this is possible. Yeah. Okay. You're seeing the end result, Shakira sitting here in the chair. But hearing the story is proof that yeah, this lady's been through it too. I've been there. I've had, I've had a crazy journey. I've had major codependencies with food, create stupid issues. Like I look back, I'm like, man, that was me,
1: right? Awful. right?
0: But I've said this in the past. It allows me to empathize with people who still suffer from that because yeah. I've been there, overcame it. That allows me to help people get through That's it right. that much more easily.
1: I always say, through the tests and the triumphs, our test is our testimony. God, if you can just help me help one person right, everything I went through is worth it right and he always does and and that that is like my mission I'm, I'm a light like yes. to, to to share all that um,
0: People need to see examples and proof that okay, this is possible yeah. maybe anybody I, can maybe do maybe it. I can do it too yeah thank you for sharing all this this is this is re- this is better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> see
1: you're welcome all
0: right, so um and
1: even now. On a lot of the podcasts I've listened to, y'all talk about the cheat meal, the deserve meal. It was really hard in that 90 days. I didn't even allow, after like the first two weeks, I wouldn't even allow myself a cheat meal because mm-hmm. if I had a taste, I'm a sweets girl. Me too. And if I, if I gave into it, I couldn't turn it off. Right. I couldn't just have one. I had zero self control. <laughs> I craved it so bad.
0: A little wasn't enough.
1: A little was not enough. So I decided in that 90 days, I'm not going to have any of it because I wanted to purge it from my system. Just like our relationship with Christ. I wanted to want whole foods. I wanted to crave whole foods. I wanted to replace that negative thing with something else that was was good for my body to break that cycle of Mm. wanting that. Yes. And and I had a lot of judgment. I feel like I had a lot of judgment from friends. Sure. Even my family. That goes territory. Everybody had something to say. Of course. They didn't like that I brought my containers. Mm -hmm. Don't come to my holiday party if you're going to bring your container. Whatever. And I was like, you know, this is God just taking out what doesn't need to be there Mm -hmm. and putting in what was. After the 90 days, I relaxed a a little bit, you know, Um, and I realized... When I did start allowing myself the date night, the cheat meal, Mm. that I I would walk into the gym and I'd be like, David, I feel fat. I feel disgusting. Like I didn't even want to come in here. You know, that mindset, Mm -hmm. it's still creeping back in. And he helped me realize that that's fuel. He said, you can't stay depleted all the time. He's like, it's good for us to do that every few months and and to get through a plateau Mm -hmm. and to dig a little deeper. He's like, but think of it as fuel. You're fueling your body. You're filling those muscles right. up. You have to fill the muscle up and then cut the fat. You got to fill. I, just the, the things that he has taught me has healed me. Yeah, It's, it's changed beautiful. It
0: changes, changes your mentality. Yeah. And now you think about things very differently yeah. and they impact you very differently yeah. because of the way you're thinking.
1: I eat because I love my body, right. I work yes. out because I love my body, exactly. not because I hate it.
0: Right, big difference, big difference <laughs> right there. Did you hear that? Train because you love yourself and love your body. Don't train and kill yourself because you hate your body mm-hmm. and you want to change it.
1: Don't do it to very to, to different kill dynamic. Totally different. And when I was able to start tapping into that, um, <laughs> you ever see me in the gym? I dance all the time. Well, I've seen dances is me <laughs> First time I saw you, I'm like,
0: <laughs> what is this lady doing I'm like no, I, I get it I get it like that's her that's just her
1: I'm like you either, I I'm either you're your kind of person or I'm not but for me That's the spiritual, that's me going to the meditation. That's me- You're in your
0: zone. Blocking out every
1: thought, every feeling. I'm not thinking about my kids. I'm in the moment. I'm feeling the music. I'm feeling the muscle connection. I'm hearing the music go in and my body's moving to it. And then whenever I'm I'm lifting, I learn so much about everything's got to be slow. And when it's slow and I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, David, what am I supposed to feel? Where am I supposed to feel it? And now instead of him adjusting my movement, I I have the connection where I can move until I feel where it's supposed yeah, to be. You're more in
0: tune with your body now.
1: It is so meditative. Mm-hmm. It's so restorative yeah. to be present in that moment right. with yourself. You're My really life was so messy. Yourself. I was scared of myself. I didn't want to be alone with myself. I didn't want to hear myself. It was a scary, terrifying place. And through fitness, through this journey in the last year. So much of that massive, has been healed.
0: Massive transformation yeah. and evolution. Yeah. Totally. Everybody totally needs different. this. <laughs> oh, yeah, agreed. So, I mean, I.
1: Why isn't this taught in high school?
0: Exactly. Because it's too oh. fitness is fitness, working out is working out. No, it's not. This is way more than just working out for a physical change in your body. So this, is, this changes you on all levels, inside yes. and out. Yes. And, it, and because of that, it changes your life. Yes we're just scratching the surface here but this is awesome like this is this is what people need to hear because it's one thing to oh i hate the way i look i need to work out and and go on a diet to change how i look so i feel better about myself no nope. no nope. you're just going to start back at square one in 3 months again yeah like you have to be willing to want a better life for yourself yeah. for the, for your loved ones to become the best version of yourself. And you're not gonna do that by looking at yourself and hating what you see and wanting to force it to change just on the surface, just aesthetically. That's only part of it. It's only part of it. This is a perfect example right here.
1: What you eat matters. Everybody's heard the saying abs start in the kitchen. But one of the biggest differences, so I get asked a lot, Um, on my platform, what is the difference from the first year I was with David to the past six months? And a big part of it is what I eat. Actually, like eating, you know, the whole foods and and the things like that, you don't realize how much your gut and your brain are connected by the vagus nerve. So making sure that you are taking the right supplements and, and getting the right nourishment. It heals a lot of the anxiety. I I had diagnosed anxiety. I was on narcotics for anxiety and depression and ADHD and I had to take something to wake up and I had to take something to go to sleep and and, and I'm off.
0: Off of all of them.
1: I'm off of all that.
0: <laughs> did you hear that? Did you did you
1: hear that? I take the supplement. I'm not
0: surprised, but I know listeners often get surprised by things like this. I've seen this my whole life it's working crazy. working with clients, training, coaching. But a lot of people who are new to this, they're like, "Really? Yeah. Like I can I can fix myself that yeah. much?" Yes, you can. Yes, yes, you can. This is how the body and brain work. Yes, <laughs> this is this is awesome. So speaking of that, we we have a really good idea of how you eat. That's basically what I preach to everybody as well. Um, let's go to supplements okay. without naming name brands. brands. Sure. What, what supplements do you take?
1: Um, so one of my addictions was to caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um. And for a while, we had it cut completely out, like he really (laughs) cleaned me up.
3: Zero for a
2: while. Um,
1: And I typically get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning to get to the gym, have time to get in my training, my meditation, my Bible study and all that before the kids got up Mm -hmm. and life happened. Um, So I needed something to get up. So he had me take a caffeine supplement, which I found worked so much better than coffee. Um, and he was very against having coffee on an empty stomach, the way that it affected all the things Mm -hmm. in the gut. So we did the caffeine supplement and then I take, um, an L glutamine, um, before I go work out. And then my intra workout is an element tea packet with 20 ounces of, oh, um, and then the first thing that I drink is apple cider vinegar, um, lemon juice, fresh squeezed lemon juice. Mm -hmm. Um, a scoop of Baja salt mm-hmm. uh, with some cinnamon and apple cider vinegar. So I drink that first thing, usually on the way to the gym. During the workout is the LMN tea with twenty ounces more electrolytes. Of water.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: And then after the workout is uh, protein powder, creatine, mm-hmm. and um, a collagen supplement that's also got some protein in it. Um, and then I at night I take um, fish oil, uh, multivitamin. And um, oh, what's it called? It's not melatonin. I hate melatonin. It um, helps you sleep. What, what is it called? Five, I know you know. 5-HTP? No. Nope. Uh, MSM? Magnesium. Magnesium. Magnesium.
0: Nice. And you recently started Anaprine taking- Anaprene probiotic. Okay, pre-probiotic. You recently started taking a, a new supplement, right?
1: I did. <laughs> I did.
0: And that you can name by name. So
1: um, it's I, I've always been a big fan of Greens, mm-hmm. um, the company that I'm partnered with. They had one that tasted really well, which is really hard to find. And then I got to try your supplement. You were so wonderful to share it with me because I asked you. I saw your <laughs> podcast. I was like, what are you drinking? What is that? <laughs> Um, you gave me some and I love it.
0: It's in it's in the container right now. Brain Belly body, Elixir Mixer. If you want to learn more about it, go to just go to getlivingstrength.com. getlivingstrength.com just like it sounds. So I that surprised me that you even saw it cuz I don't like push it a nope. lot. Um but you saw a couple of the videos. Yeah. You, you I gave you a sample. You still have some sample left. Mm-hmm. Um, you sent me that feedback text, but share it with any viewer like what do you like about it? What
1: um, immediately I had increased energy. Um, sometimes between meals, it's very very difficult. So in terms of appetite, yeah. Feeling sometimes hungry. the same meal plan. Now this meal plan I'm on right now, I've been on for probably four, five, six months, mm-hmm. and it's so crazy to me how my workouts and stuff change. Sometimes it's hard for me to eat it all. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I am so hungry. I'm never satisfied. I I could eat double every Mm -hmm. single thing that Mm -hmm. I'm eating. And it's really hard to stay on plan. I know that that's when things are working and moving and things are changing. And I don't want to mess with that. Mm -hmm. So I was so pleased how this made it so much easier to get from one meal to the next.
0: Took care of your appetite.
1: Yeah. For for that midday Mm -hmm. when I would want to sit down. I would get tired, and that's when I would want to sit, and the moment I sat, I wanted to put something in my face, and the taste is greens, but it's like green apple, but it's delightful enough. You're not sitting there chugging it. I just sip on it and enjoy enjoy it. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it gives you energy. It takes takes away the appetite. Yeah. The hunger, hunger pains are gone.
1: And it cleaned me out. Now out. I already eat really clean. Let right. me tell you when I started this having is that, helping more when I had the apple cider vinegar drink when I started drinking that I was like, holy moly. <laughs> I mean, I could not make it from my house to the gym without having to pull over. I, I was like, surely I am so clean now. There's nothing else I could possibly Nope. I started drinking this and I was like, there's more stuff that it's <laughs> and then you know, three, four days that went away. And I was like, I, I feel great. Mm-hmm. I love it again in the afternoon. I started drinking coffee again because I just love it. Uh, we right. ha- we talked about espresso. Yes, I yes. love it. It's like a thing to like yeah, sit I get and it. do it. Yep. I like tea too, tea. Uh, Bengal spice tea. Have you ever tried that? Not yet. Oh my gosh. Good stuff. It's at Publix. It is amazing. Is it from
0: Celestial Seasoning? Yes. Okay.
1: It's the only one that I like. All right. You don't need any tea. You don't need, I mean, any, you don't need, you don't need any honey, no sweetener. Two packets. All right. And it tastes so good so that's like my my thing but the coffee i know is just really not good for my gut i see more inflammation Mm -hmm. when i drink the coffee i i like to put you know dairy in it even if it's grass-fed half and half i see the difference and so now Mm -hmm. i'm drinking this i'll have my coffee once or twice a week and then i drink this
0: all right i appreciate the feedback i did not expect us to be talking about this like this this purely i call this god's work it is Thank you for and sharing the feedback.
1: Thank you for giving yeah. me some of your products.
0: Absolutely, because I
1: probably would have never tried it. I was a snob to what I was. Yeah, for. I get it. That's
0: that's why I'm open to like giving because I know <laughs> I, I this took five years to actually formulate and create. I love five it. Five years, like so. When you look, and there's at a lot and like, of green products like, out there. Yeah, but this is more than just greens. As I gave you in the summary, this is like greens are only the foundation. Yeah, like you could literally, you could stop taking your multivitamin that you take at night because this is, has a fully Fully All fermented, uh, multivitamin, food-based nice. ba- food vitamin mineral spectrum in here. Fantastic. Right, that's, that's another part of the formula.
1: So you're saving me money.
0: Saving you money. You could probably cut out a few other things too, which we'll talk about. I appreciate but, that. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for sharing the <laughs> feedbacks. So anybody else want to go learn about it? Get LivingStrength.com.
1: It's really good. The whole
0: website is there for you to read all about it. The whole ingredient list, everything.
1: My husband hates fruits and vegetables. Like I have to like blend them up to like get him to eat them. Um, (laughs) and he said, Shakira, I would rather drink, I would rather drink this. There we go. Than eat my veggies. You should still eat veggies. Yes, but I'm glad that I'm. He's getting something.
0: That's his plan B. (laughs) That's his plan B. I'll take it. Good stuff. All right. So before we go to uh, nominate. Question for me and your social, I want to ask you about the hair products. Yeah. You know, I'm big into natural products, cleaning products for the house, natural products for for my body, like even the the scent I'm wearing. Brett said, oh man, you smell delicious. That's all natural. It's, (laughs) I don't, I try not to use any of the mainstream stuff with all the alcohols and stuff, chemicals. -hmm. It's all natural. So give us a quick summary about the hair products that saved your hair, helped with your hair videos and stuff like that
1: so miraculous to me this hair company focuses on scalp health Mm -hmm. amazing makes total sense right like if you have a healthy scalp you'll have healthy hair Mm -hmm. your scalp is skin you should treat it as such you exfoliate your skin you should exfoliate your scalp Mm -hmm. um you know so that aspect of it made a lot of sense and then um, the company just widened, like I, I learned to start researching you know at, at the products and there's so many fillers and waxes and and things if it, if you're buying it from a grocery store it's going to have that stuff in it 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 just is you know you, the shampoos anything you're buying in there it's, yeah. it's got mass, stuff mass in it mass
0: produced
1: yeah low and cost. that gets absorbed in your bloodstream mm-hmm. in like 28 seconds right. i was like wow that's crazy um and then i learned that having those things on your scalp creates buildup and it eventually clogs your hair follicles. So most people who are experiencing hair loss or hair fallout, as they get older, it's because their hair follicles were so clogged, Mm -hmm. the hair couldn't get through. So if you just clean the scalp, Mm -hmm. like a garden, you know, like like soil.
0: And the the line that you represent, it, it helps take care of that.
1: Yes, so not only is the shampoo and conditioner super clean, but I educate all my clients on scalp health. You should exfoliate mm-hmm. your scalp for a man with mm-hmm. a beard. I have mm-hmm. a lot of men that I help them with, with their beards. I teach you how to exfoliate your scalp. Uh, do oil treatments, just like you moisturize mm-hmm. your face. You need to do that. When you do an oil treatment on your skin or your head, it's like soaking your dishes in Dawn right. before you wash them. It's going to pull all the impurities out for you. Um, And then ours has a molecular structure that's small enough to penetrate all three layers of your hair. And it mimics your body's healing, which is so important. It's got 13 essential oils in it. So it's all over your hair, your face, um, you know, and then because our products are clean. and, And when you're not using clean products on your hair, it creates a cast that cuts your hair off from the nutrients and causes it to break whereas if you keep everything clean and you heal your hair just like your body and from nourish the inside it. out nourish and you it. give it nourishment mm-hmm. from the inside out then it's vivacious then it's glowing and so that's why i ended up i mean the, the products work the system work right. my scalp so is clean. the videos
0: you share on your insta which we're going to share you talk a lot about all that stuff.
1: Yes, right? I teach because
0: I took a quick look. I'm like, all right, cool. She's got a lot of this in there. So yes. when we mention your social, people will be able to go see some of these videos. Hundred percent. And then connect with you if they're interested in the product line, yes. right?
1: Yes. There's a link um, in my Instagram bio that you can click on um, that will give you all the information. You can message me. And they me, can
0: message you directly. Message me all right, directly. So we're gonna share the social in a second. You ready to go to nominate and a question for me? I am. All right. Who are we gonna nominate for a future episode?
1: Okay, I want to nominate my coach, David. All right. There's not a whole lot of people who have made huge differences in my life. And right now in my life, there's two people that have just Im- changed my life and it impacted it and and give me so much goodness. Mm-hmm. They have so much to share that's life-changing. Right. And he's one of those people.
0: Awesome. Does he know you nominated him? No.
1: Okay. No idea. <laughs> Didn't tell him. does not even right. know I'm here. All
0: right. Cool.
1: Surprise.
0: Surprise. (laughs) Thank you for being you. (laughs) I look forward to having him on here. All right, David. Cool. So when the time is right, you can connect us. I don't don't think he and I have met yet. No? No.
1: How is that possible? I know.
0: Like there's some people I haven't (laughs) met yet that some people say, you haven't met that person yet? Come on. Yes. We'll get there. Yes. All right. So what's your... We're going to turn the tables now and she is going to pose a power question to me.
1: Yes. So one of them I had I had somewhere I wanted to go with it and you kind of answered it. What, my question was was there an imperative moment in your life where you had an interaction with god and you were just like 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 blown away like 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 life changing like i knew you were there but now i
0: know yes yes um so i told the story i think it was in drew's episode um so i'll give you like the tightened more more condensed version i I was born and raised roman catholic right Mm -hmm. communion confirmation all that stuff i went to catholic high school all boys um
1: which is interesting because if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, they're not super, they don't teach super relational, right? No. They're very just like kind of these are the rules. Yeah, it's very yeah.
0: dogmatic and and that was part of what pushed me away from mm-hmm. it. Like even as a kid being in it, I'm like something doesn't seem right about all this. Like it's very structured and mm-hmm. the church and the outfits and the, the, the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, intuitively to me, it just something wasn't right. But- I still I I respected it because I saw that it was it was my grandparents' lifeline. Mm-hmm. Like they came from nothing. Mm-hmm. Like they barely made it here to the States from Italy. Mm-hmm. Like whatever they had, they took and they got here and they started over again. Yeah. Their their faith was a very important part yeah. of their life. Okay. Their and anchor. so I respected the Roman Catholicism mm-hmm. um because that was their connection to to God. Yeah. But for me going through life and then my ups and downs and, and my my dark times my trials uh, it 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 made me move away from roman catholic religion yeah put me in like this i don't know this really open area of life where i wasn't sure if i believed or mm-hmm. i wasn't sure what uh what if i if i was a person of faith mm-hmm. but
1: that's where I was after my first divorce.
0: All right, so you get it. Mm-hmm, 100%. And, but what I found was.
1: Questioned everything. In the
0: darkest, most challenging times, because I've been married and divorced twice. And those marriages and divorces were very tough.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Very tough. Extremely tough.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: In the darkest moments of those times, I would find myself talking to God. All mm-hmm. right? And so. Me being did you scream
1: at him? I screamed. Not at screaming. Him. I did.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about the screaming part as, as we get to it. <laughs> Through these dark times, where I didn't consider myself a Christian when I was having these very lonesome conversations with mm-hmm. the Lord. So as the years would progress and I wasn't sure where I stood, I would realize. I'm not sure where I stand, but why am I talking to the Lord when I'm at my loneliest and, and most painful and most mm-hmm. challenging times? Mm-hmm. Right, so I would I would be very introspective, mm-hmm. very aware of my thinking process, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I had after my second divorce, I had a crazy, blessed period of prosperity that I worked really, really hard for. Right, earned. Yeah. I mean and and through God's grace was part of the equation as well. Like I didn't do it all myself. Yeah. And I realized that. And after that, I had developed bigger goals which I conversed with God on. I'm like, "Look, if we get through this first phase of success, mm-hmm. I know it's you and my the second phase of this is actually going to try to help even more people." Amen. In your name and develop this whole other thing that the finances would allow me to develop right so I took those steps without even hesitating and there were huge risks like I made a, a lot but I risked basically all of it
1: and you're still kind of all in you're still kind of like one foot in one foot yeah, out yeah, don't really know yeah. where it I was stand. it was
0: like conditional now it wasn't like yeah all in it was conditional mm-hmm right if you
1: do this for me I'll do this for yeah, you yeah
0: and like it was. and then
1: maybe I'll know if you're real like if this really happens right right so,
0: <laughs> so Things get even tougher and tougher. Um, Some good things happen in that period that I took this huge risk, Um, but certain parts of my life were getting very challenging. I was still raising my youngest daughter. She was in her teens. She wanted to live with me. It was extremely challenging, especially in this day and age. the risks I took on the business part of things were like all over the place, like so uncertain. Yeah, It was this crazy swirl of all these different things. And I was stressed to the max. And and I couldn't sleep. I was up every day at like 4.30. <laughs> I would go out for my run before my daughter would wake up for school. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like 14-ish at the time, give or take. So I was still driving her to high school. I think she was in, yeah, she was starting high school um and one day i'm in the middle of these soccer fields it's kind of like drizzling and i just break down crying in the middle of the field and i'm like opening up to god just me and god talking Mm -hmm. and i'm crying and i'm like just letting it all out and i'm like all right i get it like i get it i get it i get it it's it's all you like i'm on board like i don't know what else to do with all this like now is that
1: out of you got something from him and no, you're like, I'm all in no, no, or just, no,
0: no. It's like, I it was like, Jesus take the wheel. I was feeling rock bottom. Mm. Like, like, I don't even yep. know how to explain it. I'm I just, just give like, it
1: up. I give the reins to you. I just yeah, I give up. Like, I don't even know what the heck today
0: is going to bring. Like, you know, like this is just so messy. And, and like, yeah. you know, um, I was like, I'm done. Like I'm handing everything off to you. You're in charge. like, there's no more conditions for me like i'm hearing you I'm, I'm i'm following you i'm gonna be learning from you i'm reading you like i started digging into scripture every day um reading you know lots of um devotionals mm-hmm. like even if it was just one or two each morning mm-hmm. it, that triggered me praying throughout the day yeah praying at night I journal every morning. It's like as well. motion
1: creates yes. motion. Like the yes. question creates another so, question creates another action.
0: Exactly. So mm-hmm. I start in addition to my morning scripture time, I'm also journaling,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And I'm tying together my written word and thoughts it's back so to good. the scriptures that mm-hmm. I'm reading, right? Like
1: the light bulbs are going off. Yes. The connections are are all coming together and being made and you're like, "Oh."
0: Right. So good. Yes. And so this is I'm not doing this because like, "All right, God, look, I'm doing this. You better like follow right. through." Like, I was done with all that. Yeah. Like, it was just me doing what I realized I knew I had to be doing. Like, I realized I'm, I'm intelligent. I'm supposed to have a direct relationship with Christ. Yeah. My Roman Catholic upbringing gave me this whole different paradigm that's supposed to be real and true. Yeah. And to me, it wasn't. So I had to learn through all these ups and downs and challenges that my relationship, the relationship. with the Lord has to be direct mm-hmm. there are no middlemen there are no nope. uh, ceremonies there nope. are there's not this is totally different and so it was kind of like i had the revelation in the soccer field crying and <laughs> talking and like just opening up totally yeah. and opening myself up to receive
1: and right? he was like i'm here
0: right and so <laughs> from that day on as bad as things were things slowly started to get better and better, and better and better and they have been ever since it was like that lens yes you and this took worked. off that
1: bad scratched up pair yes. of lenses and you got rose colored glasses kind of <laughs> yes
0: yes but the right ones the right one true ones, the truth so the
1: truth that's the life. and
0: i do that every day now. that's my day i do morning scripture reading whether it's like while i'm walking or jogging when i'm done i take a few minutes to read some devotionals i journal uh i pray throughout the day um at nighttime it's another little prayer Ritual I have nothing crazy, you might not even see that yeah. I'm actually doing it, but I'm doing, doing it, it here. all the time. Um, so I have another I've,
1: question for you then. Yeah, I feel like you've accomplished so much, and and I can we have a lot in common, and so I'm curious, like, what's next? Is there another purpose that you have? This something else that's a, a burning desire, like, like you've accomplished so much. What What is next?
0: Yeah, good question. Um this, it's kind of coming to fruition. And I think the path I'm on now is kind of pointed toward where that's going. So this whole fitness, nutrition journey of self-awareness, self-improvement, connecting with your inner being, mm. you know. So powerful. Like it transcends just having a better body in yeah. the mirror, right? And I realize, like these last five or six years where this my walk of faith has really become very clear mm-hmm. um, and definitive mm-hmm. that there's a lot of dots I'm connecting now. And I realize, man, there's so many people out there who need to be saved on various levels mm-hmm. of their health, of their fitness, of their mindset, of how they see themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not going to call this religion, but really just connecting with the higher... Creative powers that brought us into this world and made us made life possible for us. Right. Understanding that gift and that blessing and understanding that regardless of where you started and what you've been through, you are a miracle. You're a blessing. Mm -hmm. You're a true gift in the world. And until you understand that, yes, until you understand that, you're going to struggle on various levels. But once you do understand that you're gonna realize you're worth putting the time, energy mm-hmm. and effort into and seeing yourself in a very different light, the truthful light, yeah. so that you can be empowered to wake up every day, love life, love yourself, become your best, yeah. and positively affect all those around you yeah. in so many different ways, your kids, your, your spouse, your special person, your parents, who your close friends, whoever it is, mm-hmm. you're the example that they're gonna get to see and it's very possible you're you're also gonna very positively influence them and their life from here forward as well. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I know the steps I'm taking now are part of what's gonna allow me to reach people on a broader scale, on deeper levels, so that they can stop like living their life according to their weight, yeah, or the scale or the foods they're gonna eat and live life according to the ways that it was intended for them to yeah. be lived on much higher levels much more rewarding, many more blessings, uh, and really discover their true potential in this world for themselves.
1: I think that was the downfall of my parents. I feel like they just don't have self-love and not experiencing that growing up led me into a lot of, you know, bad relationships and and bad habits and, and, and those things. And I can honestly say it's only in the last six months that I feel like as long as I've known Christ and I've seen so many amazing things, it I just now have experienced that self-love. I've learned right. to love myself. I've learned that self-care is not selfish. It's not
0: selfish. It's the most unselfish thing you can it's do. It's the most
1: unselfish thing you can right. do. Right. And, and That's boundaries, the irony of it. Healthy boundaries. Right. It's so hard. Henry Cloud, boundaries. If you mm-hmm. struggle with boundaries. Yes,
0: yes. Great books. He, he's
1: helped me with boundaries for my kids, one for my marriage, One of the books marriage, is called Boundaries. Me. Yes. Yes. That was my first one. Right. And then I like went on this whole like tangent because it was another one of those like life-changing things. And and my husband struggles sometimes with boundaries. My kids struggle with them, you know, like, but I've learned to, yeah, I have not had an anxiety attack in the last six months. Oh, wow. And, and I mean, I, I was on medication for right. it, you know, a lot right. before. And, and it, it's the self-love, it's, yes. it's the nourishment, it's the boundaries, it's I'm loved, I am worthy. I am worthy right now. Somebody told me in the gym, this is another thing that I love about the gym, the people there are a huge difference. My husband wants me to go back to Bailey's where he works out and there's nothing wrong with Bailey's. It's just not the people it's different. at Gym Jacks, yeah. There's something special there. And somebody came up to me one time and they said, if you can't love your body, where you are right now when you get to that number on the scale you still won't you're not going to love it
3: right true
1: if you can't love yourself now nothing you accomplish is going to give you that you have to find it now and that was eye-opening to me yeah and it was so true
0: yes very right. so i want to make sure we don't gloss over this without driving the point home my journey back to christ Again, I want everybody to hear this. This is not religion. It's not religious. The, I'm seeing the Bible as the best self-help book ever. Yes. And like when you yes. start thinking of it that way, it's like, oh, man, all the life lessons are right in this thing.
1: It's right there. Right?
0: And you don't have to be religious to if understand it. If you just think
1: it. it's, a, it's a good book, it's a better way to life, it legitimately right. is.
0: So like even <laughs> if you think, oh, man, the text is too small, that thing is too thick, okay, fine. There's so many authors who have created derivative books to give you the self help aspects of what's been in the Bible for I don't know how long, really long time, Mm -hmm. and allow you to make them your own and have your life change and benefit from it. Mm -hmm. All right. So, again, we're just scratching the surface here. But again, I think there's something down the road uh, that I'm aiming for that'll be revealed in time when the Lord wants to show it all how we can use all the lessons already taught that have existed for since the beginning mm-hmm. that people need to absorb as their own in mm-hmm. order to change themselves from the inside out yeah to have the life they're supposed to have and it doesn't have to be religious no and so that's that's where i'm at to answer your question still figuring out yeah. the unseen parts that lie ahead
1: something that i i want to share with everybody watching um cuz i feel like it's like beating out of my chest is coming from a person who came from so much unhealthiness to where I am now. One of the best things that you can do is surround yourself with like-minded people. If there's a goal, if there's a light, if there's a life, that's what you want to surround yourself with. I, I had to go through my social media and delete a lot of the profiles that were unhealthy for me to right. look at. I Understood. love bodybuilders. I love that. But I had to unfollow a lot of that because the, the comparison part. killed me. Yeah. Right. I, I had to purge that from myself where I wasn't looking at anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that I follow, the accounts that I follow, it's people who put stuff out about marriages and, and parenting and. And the stuff that, you know, you put out that that's teaching me mm-hmm. and, and the people that I surround myself with my friends, Brett, yes, you know, you now, I mean, like, I surround myself with people who know more than I do in this area, because you are a caliber of the company that you keep. Yes, And so the hardest purging of all this was. To let go of the things that were not serving my purpose, that didn't give me light, that weren't putting joy into my life. And to say, okay, I'm going to let those go and I'm going to choose these things instead. Yeah. And naturally when I became best friends, I told you I lost a friend,
3: mm-hmm.
1: got it put another one in my life. And she elevated. Mm. She elevated my life. I didn't know how to cook before. That was the other thing. Knowing how to make things taste good. I I listened to one of your podcasts. You were talking about like, you know, the herbs and the flavors and all that. My friend's a wonderful cook. She's taught me how to use herbs and and fresh cilantro and and the seasonings. And I love my food. It changes
0: everything. It changes
1: everything. But I put people in my life. I've got you. I've got David. I've got Mila. These people have enhanced my life. So go follow somebody who is giving you motivation somebody who gives you insight somebody who inspires you somebody who is teaching you and try something new because everything is hard where you're at is hard change is hard doing what i do is hard but i can tell you that this is much easier than feeling so depressed i couldn't get out of my bed so worth it then locking my door because I couldn't stop crying under my covers, and I didn't want my kids to see their mom like that. Right. This hard is a hard that I choose. It's right. a hard that empowers me. It's a hard that brings life and growth.
0: It's a hard that's way easier than the default that most people go to. So 100%. the point is, be mindful and discerning of who you follow, mm-hmm. who you pay attention to, who your friends, and who with. you allow into mm-hmm. your life. Boundaries. Simple. Mm-hmm. Boundaries, uh, last name is Cloud, the author, right? mm-hmm. Henry Cloud.
1: Henry Cloud. We'll put
0: a link to that in the mm-hmm. show notes. So we're going to share your social okay. so people can connect with you, follow. The ladies might want to check out the hair care stuff in yes. that.
1: hair, makeup videos, fashion, yes. all the glam good ladies. stuff.
0: <laughs> so let's spell out, this This is Instagram, right?
1: Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right,
0: what is the exact handle?
1: Make, M-A-K-E, me, M-E, fab, F-A-B, shack. S H A K.
0: Make me fab Shack. Yeah. Just like it sounds. Make I'll put fat I'll fat. put the link in the show notes. It'll go out in next week's newsletter next week's newsletter as well. If you want the free newsletter, go to midlifemusclenews.com. You'll get the free newsletter there. You'll get all the updates midlifemusclenews.com. so that's make me fat make me fab Shack.
1: Yeah, like make me fabulous. What do you
0: what do you like being called cuz some, sometimes I'll call you Shack or Shakira. What do you prefer either way?
1: All the things.
0: All the things. All, right, cool. <laughs> all the things. This I have has one, been... one
1: girl at the gym who calls me shiny dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know I if I'm gonna call too. you that. I think I like Shaq. But this has been awesome. Shaq.
1: It thank was you my so pleasure. Much. This has
0: been way better than I thought it would be. And I appreciate you opening up and sharing all the uh, the not so glamorous parts of yeah. your past that have helped you helped you make the the current part of your life that much better. Uh, I know it's gonna inspire a lot of uh, viewers and it's listeners. Good. So um, I have a feeling we're going to do a future episode, an update episode, because I didn't realize
1: how new like
0: new, you are. I feel in, like
1: none of your other in, people were new. In
0: your journey of things. <laughs> I'm like very new. This is like that alone is a huge surprise to me. Yeah. So stay tuned. We're going to have a definitely uh, a sequel to, to Shaq's journey, maybe in another six months, a year, what have you. Yeah. But we'll get there. See you next time. Peace and much love.